0: Gather round your cats and dogs, puppies and kittens. This episode is for them. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful downtown splendid West Virginia home as you know to some of the most extraordinary children with the most amazing abilities. But we have our fair share of amazing animals as well. I've told you all about the animals of the Splendid Zoo. Celeste the Giraffe, particularly. I've told you about the Bat Band, but my favorite animals in all of Splendid are Barnum, the Detective Dog, and Cole, the Race Car Driving Cat. This is a story that brings them together. United with a common mission, Barnum! The Detective Dog in the Case of the Missing Hot Rod. Not many towns boast a race car driving cat and a detective dog. But as you've learned by now, Splendid isn't your ordinary town. It's been a long time ago now that I told you about Cole, the cool black cat that races cars up against and often in front of the very best human drivers. And Barnum. The dog with some keen investigative skills. You first met them in episodes 2 and 5, respectively, of the Mystery Lab. I never would have imagined that their paths would cross, but that's just what happened this week. But first, let's recap. When I introduced you to Cole, the race car driving cat, I told you the tale of his first big winning race. He has since won many more. Cole has indeed moved up in the ranks of NASCAR's best. At the same time, Barnum, who cracked the case of who stole his bone, has been helping out other animals in need of a private investigator. He has helped countless dogs retrieve lost toys and bones. He's even helped return a few lost dogs and lost cats to their rightful owners. He's helped return a scared, missing baby raccoon to her mother. He even went above and beyond to usher out a collection of mice from underneath the Jenkins household just before the exterminators were set to arrive. Anytime an animal in Splendid has a problem, they go to Barnum. So when Cole's cool race car, jet black like him with a few silver accents, went missing, that race car driving cat knew just who could help. Cole hired Barnum, and Barnum immediately set out to solve the case. The unlikely coupling of a race car driving cat and a detective dog searched high and low for days and interviewed countless suspects. Most animals can't drive at all, so they were able to eliminate a lot of them right off the bat. I mean, how is a bird or a fish possibly going to drive a car? That's ridiculous, right? He started by interviewing top suspects. Barnum assumed rival racers, humans, jealous of Cole's hot rod success, might interfere and attempt to stunt Cole's rise to the top by snatching his beloved vehicle. They all checked out, though, as far as Barnum could tell. A car is, after all, a pretty big thing to hide, and all of the human racers seemed to genuinely believe that their race car was the best, and the time they put into those cars only verified this. The only exception came when they met racer Waylon Wheels, who often finished second place just behind Cole. Waylon was a bit too defensive when questioned, defensive in an aggressive way that only guilty people get when they are caught. Barnum thought Waylon Wheels suspicious, but without any real evidence, he had to move on. Barnum investigated other cats who might be trying to duplicate Cole's success. And while Cole had inspired a whole fast and furious generation of felines, all of those potential kitty racers had their own cars. And though many had a similar shape, make, and model to Cole's, they were trying to emulate him, after all, not a one was painted black. They were all gold and red and green all seemed to be intent on making their own individual mark on the sport. Except maybe Cole's cousin, a kitty named Carson. Carson seemed a bit too obsessed with her idol, Cole's, success. Carson's car was mostly blue, though, with only a few sloppy patches of black here and there. Barnum, the detective dog, even treated Cole as a suspect. Sure that the kitty's cold feet or pause in this case. His hesitation at the pressure of reaching the top of the NASCAR world might just be enough for him to ditch his own car as an excuse to step away from all the pressure and relax a bit. Barnum had sensed that Cole was no longer happy racing, but the joy he had once felt from the cheering fans had turned sour. Cole now seeking more to keep others happy rather than pleasing himself, and following his heart down a different path. That happens sometimes when we don't want to disappoint others. But Cole swore he would never ditch his own hot rod. Barnum was only marginally convinced. Barnum questioned Cole's mom, his number one fan, whose encouraging words had once motivated him to big wins, though she had recently turned fearful. After seeing her son Cole in more than a few close calls, near Rex. Cole's cool mama cat promised she would never sabotage her son's racing career. What bothered Barnum is that she couldn't make eye contact at times, and any detective dog knows. That is a sure sign she might not be telling the truth. Who do you think stole Cole's cool race car? The thing about cars is that they sometimes have a distinct sound. Especially to a dog, dog's hearing is much more acute human hearing. For example, Barnum can recognize his owner's car from several blocks down the street. Barnum knew the sound of Cole's car, too, as he had seen Cole race on a few occasions. The racetrack, after all, was the place to be on the weekends. Barnum, a good detective dog, had been listening to hear that sound, the sound of Cole's cool night rider. But it had eluded him day after day until that one day. Barnum was trolling the downtown streets of Splendid when he heard it. Cole's car, he was sure of it. And he recognized the location that sound brought him to. Barnum was in an alley behind Carson the Cat's house. Cole's cousin. The alley was a mess, full of pizza boxes and milk jugs and empty paint cans. Paint cans? Blue paint. Barnum had cracked the case. He called Cole over to Carson the cat's house. Barnum explained finding the empty blue paint cans and linked it to Carson's sloppily painted blue hot rod. But when Barnum and Cole insisted that Carson start up the car, he couldn't. The car's engine had been taken apart as Carson was rebuilding it. He had been for weeks. It couldn't be the same car. Then Barnum heard the sound again, Cole's car. He was close, but got distracted by the blue paint cans in that alley, who now clearly may have belonged to Carson's new neighbor, a noisy brute with a cool blue race car that Carson had only heard and not met. The car in his neighbor's garage was revving loudly, and both Barnum and Cole were convinced it was his missing hot rod. And they were right. Waylon Wheels was caught red-handed, or blue-handed, as the case may be, his brand-new blue hot rod gleaming in the fluorescent light in his garage and revving a sound Barnum knew all too well. When Waylon turned to face the race-car-driving cat and detective dog, the expression on his face said it all. He was guilty. He tried to run, only to find the garage surrounded by literally hundreds of cats, all Cole's fans, who kept Whalen wheels in place until the police arrived. Whalen was jailed, kicked off the NASCAR circuit, and Cole had his car back, and Barnum had cracked another case. Every cat and dog and NASCAR fan in Splendid slept better that night, knowing that justice had been served and that their favorite driver would be back on the pavement in no time at all. That's all for this week, listeners. Tune in next week, our Underground Kid Explorers return. The coming weeks, we'll see the return of our forest explorers as well. And I'll tell you the tale of the monkeys that broke loose from the splendid zoo. Some turtles are on the run for their lives, quite literally as well. Plenty in line for June, bike races, and Darby's summer adventure as we march toward a Pangea Stone's adventure, the search for the Pangea Stone that will unite so many of the characters you have met in these Mystery Lab stories. Until then, have a wild and wonderful week. Be good to each other. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might blast you into outer space. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.